Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of In Harmony with Piedmont Opera. Thank you to those of you that have uh, responded and commented and said that you've enjoyed this show. We're still a handful of episodes in. We're just getting rolling. Uh, If you do enjoy the show, one of the best ways that you can support it is to rate it, to give it a review so that it tracks better in podcast apps that people use to listen to these episodes. Today, our guest is Destiny Steele. She just finished up as the wig designer for the most recent performance of Don Pasquale. Uh, We had a great conversation with Brad Smoke, um, who was the star of the show. He played Don. We had him in a previous episode, and today we're excited to talk to Destiny. She has just traveled back to Orlando, where she is based. Uh, Very jealous that she is spending time in warm weather while we fluctuate between cold and warm weather here in North Carolina. It's supposed to be spring, but at times it doesn't feel that way. Uh, Destiny, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Tell us about your experience in in Winston-Salem recently. Hey, uh, thank you for having me. Um, It was so good to be back. Um, I am a graduate of UNCSA, so it was good to be back in Winston-Salem. I hadn't been since 2018, and it is so different post-pandemic and graduation. Um, But it was really cool to, you know, just be back there, relive some memories, go to cookout, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) But also just be back um, at the Stevens Center where I've had a couple of um, projects that we've done there, just being a student. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I'm glad that you had such a good experience. Uh, So I mentioned at the top that uh, you were, you designed wigs for this performance, but tell us about, uh, tell us about what you do professionally. Is it strictly uh, that line of work or where else do you branch off to? Let's learn a little bit more about, about what you are, what your skills are. Sure, absolutely. So I started out in undergraduate um, school as a performer. So I actually have a degree in acting and, um, but while I was there, I also came into undergraduate school with um, a cosmetology license. So when I wasn't cast in the shows, I would be backstage doing hair and makeup. And I just kind of got in, I found a love love and a passion for being backstage and just transforming people and telling, telling a story that way when I couldn't be on stage and be a part of the, you know, the live storytelling, I guess I I can Mm -hmm. say. Um, So that was really cool. And then um, I went to um, SCTC, the Southeastern Theater Conference, and I thought I was applying for a makeup job during the summer. It turns out I applied for grad school. (laughs) Wow. Um, And that's how I found UNCSA. Wow, okay. (laughs) And I ended up joining um, the grad program of wig and makeup design. And from there, I feel like my career just kind of catapulted um, since graduating, I've toured with The Sound of Music and Waitress. Wow. And then I ended up uh, building wigs for Waitress. Um, and then the pandemic happened. So then my career had to kind of shift pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And so through the pandemic, I opened up a wig business um, from home. And it's been doing pretty well. And since opening that, um, we do alterations for people who live with hair loss. We've built for Broadway, regional theaters, even some Hulu shows. And we, 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 if there's hair involved, we, we do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I want to make sure uh, that, that I'm, 
I'm getting my facts straight. I, I sold I sold you short because I said that you were you were the wig technician for the Piedmont Opera's performance, but you also did makeup. So it was it was wig and makeup artist for the show. Um, so many different directions I want to go with what you just mentioned there. Uh, but but let me stick with with your most recent work with Piedmont Opera. Uh, tell us about the unique challenges in designing. Uh, do, being a wig technician, designing the hair, and then also doing the makeup for this particular show. Yeah, so um, typically, so I, I mostly work in theater, right? Mm -hmm. Um, for like musicals and straight plays, and sometimes I get the opportunity to do an opera where I get to do a little bit of both. As a designer, a lot of times I just deliver the design and allow the technicians to execute it. Um, but for operas, sometimes the designer has to run the show, so. Some particular challenges in this one. Um, well, I knew Don Pasquale has to be old. I knew that. But then I got Brad's headshot and I'm like, no way. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> he, he, is, he, he looks like the exact opposite of what you thought Don would, 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 would want to be, correct? <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, are you sure he has to be 70? Are you sure? You know, um, so sometimes it's that you think the the job is straightforward and a lot of times it's it has its own unique twists and turns um and then i just love how how collaborative it is so even though i thought the storytelling sh would go one way just based on the script that i was given sometimes a little gag gets thrown in so um mm -hmm. jamie the director it's like hey I think Don needs a toupee. And we're like, what? <laughs> so of course, now we're like, how do we build a toupee in three days? How do I was we gonna say, how much lead time did you get on that? <laughs> Man, it never feels like enough time, honestly. Yeah. But we make it work because and, and that's just the joy and the challenges of doing performance. So um, and I think the toupee was definitely a great addition. It's so funny. The whole production was so so much fun. Yeah. So how did you make Brad look 70? Give us some of the details. How do you do that? You know, I don't know. I don't know if we executed well at all. <laughs> His skin is like flawless. He has a full head of hair. You know what I mean? Um, but just going back to what I learned in grad school, just lots of highlights and shadows, um, not using foundation because we don't want the skin to look even at all, even though, you know, I don't know how much that helped because his yeah. skin is beautifully even. Um, we added a couple of age spots. Um, we even took a time lapse and posted it on the social media. So if you ever get a chance to mm -hmm. check out his or my personal social media, um, the time lapse is on there, how we transformed him to give a hint that he was older. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah. So lots of wrinkle lines. I even have him, one of our greatest moments is him sitting in the chair and I'm like, please squint really hard. I need to, I need to find any, any wrinkle I can, please, please. <laughs> no, he was great. He was such a trooper. And then um, we had to find the right product to gray his hair mm -hmm. that didn't transfer on, onto costumes that would read under stage light. So that was a good time. We ended up finding a white, pure white styling wax but on his dark hair, it did read gray under the light. So wow. that was a stab in the dark, but we did it. <laughs> we nice did. job. Yeah, yeah. That, that's impressive. Uh, by the way, Destiny's website is destinysteel.com. Destiny is spelled D-E-S-T-I-N-E-E. -E. Steel is with an E at the end. Destinysteel.com. You can see all sorts of 
uh, you can see her work. You can see her portfolio. She's got a shop there. Um, all the ways you can you can follow her. And and uh, soon, I would imagine, if there isn't already, there will be some maybe some uh, visuals from from what you just pulled off with Don Pasquale. I want to ask you about um, how you how you transitioned your business during the pandemic because you said you had to you had to adapt like a lot of people did, but you know you're you're more used to I guess working and designing for live performances when those were completely erased during the pandemic. You shifted to 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 find a way to to still keep things going. Can can you share a little bit more detail about how? How difficult was that? How long did it take you to come up with what to do and 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 maybe some of the struggles involved there? Absolutely. So, um, you know, a lot of wig and makeup design, you do need you need people to design for, right? Wigs to build, um, people to build wigs for. And I just kind of sat, it, it probably took me two weeks because, you know, two weeks with nothing to do is actually a lot of time. So just sitting there, I, I just said to myself, I have this, these skills, what can I do with them? Um, I know that the actual building of the wig, I don't need a person for, and I'm like, I know I can do alterations. So my business primarily started with um, doing alterations for people who live with hair loss. There's a lot of companies that sell hair replacements but very few of them know how to fix them. So I knew that there was a market there. And then I even tried during that time to figure out a way to offset the cost of that because a lot of people in need were also in need of money as well. And so um, we started accepting health insurance to um, offset the cost of the hair replacements. Um, We had to put that on pause because the um, medical industry decided to change a lot of codes and it got kind of complicated, but we are going to pick that back up as soon as we can. But even though my company doesn't necessarily offer that at the time, there is still a way to get um, hair loss replacements covered under your insurance if you are going through chemo or other hair loss um, medical conditions. So that's something to note if you know someone or if if that's you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I started off doing alterations. And then um, as theater started picking back up, although masked, um, people started reaching out because in the wake of Black Lives Matter, a lot of people were looking for textured hair wigs that weren't necessarily in stock. And because I have a wig slash hair company, I sold all these textures of wigs. So a lot of times companies were reaching out to me to supplement their wig stocks. And that's all things that I can do remotely. Then it kind of got bigger than me. And so then I reached out to my wig building friends and I'm like, hey, I have this I have this business. It's growing and I'd love to create jobs during a pandemic. Would you like to build from home? Hmm. And so now I employ 15 people across the country who don't live in New York. New York is so saturated. So (laughs) (laughs) people who want to build from home that don't live in New York, um, we all come together. We have this Facebook group and um, we we build Broadway and uh, regional theaters and anyone who reaches out to us. Um, yeah. And just help support their shows. And a lot of, and some of my um, employees are moms who can't work full time, but they have this skill as well. Mm-hmm. And so it just made me feel good to be able to offer work during a pandemic, but also offer 
to build for Broadway when a lot of these people would never have the opportunity to do so because they are not based in New York. Sure. So that's kind of how we pivoted. Very resourceful. Um, no question. <laughs> I, I want I want to ask a very lay person question, but I can't imagine I'm the only one that's curious about this. How do you build a wig? You know, one hair at a time. And I was <laughs> I wish I was joking. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've watched so many Netflix series. If you want to talk about any of them, let's do it. Um, because um, to build a full wig, if we were to do the whole thing from scratch, could take anywhere from 60 to 100 hours, depending on how detailed we want it to be. But literally oh. tying each hair into a honeycomb of lace is how we build HD beautiful wigs for a stage. Um, sometimes we can cheat it and put you know, wefts in the back and we only have to hand tie the front, but there's love, care, and attention that goes to every wig that we put on stage. Did you have to build any wigs for Don Pasquale? Um, actually, no, because okay. had, I had built them for other productions, so I had okay. some actually fit our actors. So that was good. It saved us some time on this production. Yeah. What what type of you, you mentioned you can go onto Netflix and see a, a handful of series. What what type of shows typically use wigs the most? Is it is it, you know, like the crown or or things that are that are staged in in uh set decades and <laughs> ago in and maybe in foreign countries? You know, the beautiful part of wig making is if it's good, you would never know <laughs> what shows they are. Fair enough. Know? Yeah. But um a lot of period shows, if you've seen um Bridgerton. Mm -hmm. wigs 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 everywhere and they're beautiful too um but even i imagine most most productions have at least one in there and if they're good you won't be able to detect it at all can't tell okay um what is what is a production that you have either maybe built a wig for or been involved with that you're that you're just super super proud of Man, um, you know, I, I I like to I like to be proud of all my productions. I say if I don't love it, then it's not finished okay. <laughs> and I just keep working. Yeah. But um, the recent build for um, The Waitress, um, it's the non-equity tour. Um, we I built the wig, a few wigs for that show, but the lead wig for the actress playing Jenna uh she did a photo shoot and everything and she actually got to meet sarah Bareilles. so there's a picture floating around with sarah Bareilles next to the actress but my wig is on her head no wow. joke. no joke. so technically i'm not famous but that wig kind of is because my wig met sarah Bareilles, right hey there you go is that on, <laughs> is that on your website i'm 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 looking on your uh your portfolio tab maybe that's somewhere on your website it's you know, my Instagram is way more up to date than my website. Oh, okay. I promise I'm working on it. But yes, it is on there. And I'll have to I'll have to just shoot it to you, along with um the time lapse of us transforming yes. Brad yeah. into Don Pasquale. Yeah, we wanna we wanna share both of those when we're when we're sharing this podcast. That's Absolutely. that's bad. Um so what I wanna hear a little bit more about your time with uh School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. You know, th this is so many people that are involved in productions in Piedmont Opera have some sort of tie to, to UNCSA, and we're so lucky to have that right here in in, in Winston-Salem. Uh, what are some of the things that you really took away from your time there and, and how that how, how that helped to, to shape where your career was going to go? 
Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. How much time do we have? Come on, let's <laughs> go. Because Let's my hear it. whole career is because of UNCSA. One thing is just maximizing my time. Um, deadlines don't get longer. <laughs> like they, they just, you know, they, you, you always wish you had more time. When so you just, have to make a toupee in three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So luckily it didn't have to look good. That was the gag. So I was like, let's do it. Um, but just maximizing your time. Also reaching out to the people um, beside you if you need help. You know, um, man, there's nothing better than a team of people who want to support you. And we absolutely love that. Um, if you are unsure about something that, you know, I, I don't do things that I don't love. I just reach out to people who love to do that thing. And so I also learned that at UNCSA. It's like, I'm I'm not the best prosthetic maker, but I had some friends who love to do that. So sometimes, I don't even know if this is allowed, but we kind of switch projects. I will build this wig for you if you <laughs> build this prosthetic for me, you know, kind of thing. Sure. Um, so that, just using your resources around you. Also being creative, because sometimes you have to Frankenstein some stuff together to, mm -hmm. to make it work. Um, but also just trusting your eye. And I think that's the biggest thing, um, especially when it came to um, doing Brad's makeup. If I were to put wrinkles in a place that didn't feel unique to Brad's face, it would have read as false. So just literally trusting my eye, looking at Brad and saying, okay, wrinkles would really exist here for him. Um, so yeah, things like that. Um, and then always bring ready. <laughs> always be ready for literally anything. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the toupee kind of caught me off guard, but we were ready. We were ready to shift. Um, and I'm glad it definitely paid off in the end. Have you, have you ever had to, I don't know if this happened or not during any of the three performances of Don Pasquale, but have you ever had to jump in in the middle of a performance and, and do some emergency uh, fixing of, of something that happened during the show? It's like, oh, this is, this has gone terribly wrong and I need to make some wholesale adjustments in a very short amount of time. Luckily, no, we've had some cast changes mm -hmm. in, in some previous productions I worked on. I think one, one performance of Don Pasquale, the, the toupee almost came off like sooner than it should. So that mm. would be crazy. Cause we didn't want <laughs> you to know it was fake. We right. didn't, it looks so real, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um luckily it didn't happen it didn't happen sorry brad if you didn't want anybody to know that but um yeah uh, especially in the wake of covid a lot of times you just have to be ready to throw someone else in sure. and i think that's more so of the be ready stay ready kind of vibe yeah we, we spend a lot of time destiny on on this podcast speaking about why why this particular art form opera is is so enriching and for and we want to try to introduce people to it for who have never experienced it a lot of first time um listeners or folks that just want to learn more about this art and and hopefully see a performance for the first time you know i know you don't work exclusively in opera but you have worked enough probably to be able to express why it's such a why it's an art form that people enjoy what, what would you say about that well one the the scale is so grand a lot of times, especially now in theater, where we we we're doing a lot of minimal uh, performances, which is also beautiful. But the scale for opera usually is so big and 
just in your face. Also, the stories that they tell in opera, although sometimes outdated, like I don't know if my I don't know if my uncle would like, you know, <laughs> write me off and then try to marry <laughs> like a younger person to have a kid. <laughs> you know, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I hope not. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to be relatable to that story, <laughs> you but know? it's okay. <laughs> but sometimes you want to watch things that you're so far removed from just to enjoy the entertainment aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and then I also love that's unique to opera is that they're cast by vocal type. And so I think that's super beautiful and unique. So a lot of times it's colorblind casting for that reason. I think that's beautiful. Um, and just to, I don't know how much we are exposed to art in another language too. So just getting exposed to how beautiful the sound of language is, mm. you can get wrapped up in that. Um, yeah, opera is just like a, just a beautiful, unique medium in this time. And I absolutely love that. Yeah. So what's next for you? Um, where do you know what your next assignment is? What what's coming up for you in the future? Man, I am actually in the middle of Kinky Boots rehearsals <laughs> with um, Orlando Shakes, and this at the end of this month there is a one night performance of the Marriage Contract. And gee, oh, I don't want to mess this up. I'll have to look it up. But I'm doing a, um at the end of this month. I am doing a one night performance with Orlando Opera. Okay. And that's on the 31st. Um, yeah, and then this summer, um, I have so many contracts lined up, but um, I'm done traveling as I'm expecting twins in June. So oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. So that's exciting. So I happened to find um, one of my friends who has cleared her schedule to do all of my traveling this summer while I design from home. So I'm telling you, reach, reach across. There's a there's a network of people who want to support you. I promise. Every everybody needs allies, and I'm, I'm it's so fortunate that you learned that um, early in your career because, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially when it's you know if people I think can do one of two things they can realize things that they aren't as strong in and say I'm going to work really hard to be as good at this as I am at any as other things, or they can say you know what probably it's it's probably more effective if I hand this off to somebody who's more of an expert because if I work hard, I may just go from below average to average in this category. <laughs> that's not going to be good enough, but um, yeah, that's, and, and so now, yeah, you've got someone to help you on the, on being in person when uh, you're not able to travel as, as you welcome your, your twins over the summer. That's right. So, you know, one of the things I've really enjoyed about, the, the guests that we've had on this show is they've, they've been a good mixture of performance and some of the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, and so it, it can appeal to people who just want to be involved in the performing arts and theater and opera. And um, regardless of whether you have the, maybe the vocal talent, there are people you can hear from and learn from that, that maybe you can take some things from. So what, what kind of advice, what, what, what would you say to somebody who, loves the performing arts, isn't necessarily on a track to be a performer, but wants to be involved in, in something. It could be cosmetology. Um, it could be the things that you're doing right now, or it could be something else behind the scenes. What would you say to anybody who's interested in, in progressing along that path? Well, um, well, a couple, a couple things. Um, if you like to perform, but don't necessarily want to speak or sing, 
opera has these things called supers and they literally are just on stage they have um you know a track that they do but they do not speak or sing so if you want to be a part of the performance and not necessarily you know be out in the open that is such a good way to do that um but if you want to be a part of theater or opera and but more so behind the scenes there is so many opportunities um for that so if you're doing cosmetology you can do makeup or hair there are people who um are like production assistants that literally run errands during um the technical processes um people that work in the box office we need those people mm -hmm. ushers if you want to just like you know watch the show help people get to their seats you get to watch the show so many times get exposed to theater so much um if you like to build things carpentry or props or you know so many things um and lighting and sound and man and then there's so many people in the administrative side as well if you're just like very good at paperwork listen you can sit in the office and you 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 are integral part of the team i mm -hmm. promise um even from scheduling guest artists to come in i there are people who donate to the opera who were um who donated my accommodations we can't forget those people they're very much a part of the team as well um i was donated a, a i guess a rental car to do my traveling in town and i was in a beautiful airbnb downtown thank you thank you so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know so um if there's any skill that you have i promise this is such a collaborative art and we need so many people to make this happen so there's definitely a spot for you for sure yeah i love that so many different ways to get involved if you if you love it and want to be around it uh destiny just outlined so many different ways to do so uh finally before we uh before we wrap this up uh you mentioned that when you were when you came back you know cookout was a spot that you had to hit <laughs> what other what other spots do you, are are do you recall that are that are on the on the short list of places you have to visit or maybe some new places you discovered in in the over the course of the five years since you've been uh since you've been removed from winston-salem man i i am so bad with names but i know that i had barbecue at least four times in my 12 days of being there and i think they were all equally good honestly yeah. um but the opera provided two meals for us before um our shows i guess when the orchestra was there rehearsing mm -hmm. mind-blowing food i have no idea where it came from it was just so good everything was so good um i think bar the barbecue in north carolina in general it is just unique to this part of the country and yeah. i say eat all the barbecue everywhere try it you're not, you're not getting <laughs> you're not getting that in orlando not no. <laughs> but if you want a good seafood boil, come on down. But barbecue yeah. is where it's at in North Carolina for sure. And cookout. <laughs> Destiny, it was it was wonderful getting the chance to to talk to you and getting to know your story a little bit more. Tremendous work uh recently with Piedmont Opera's production of Don Pasquale. Good luck to whatever's next for you with with the with the Orlando performing arts. And uh hopefully we'll see you back here in Winston again very soon. I hope so. Thank you so much.